Hello, everybody. Hello. Great to see you all. We're uh, really excited to be here tonight. Um, it's a, a special night for us. I think really exciting because it feels like yesterday that we were sitting out there in those seats, and really, it's been a few years, and it's it's really um, fun to go and see what God's done in our lives. So uh, to start out, my name is Jason Castro. This is my beautiful wife, Mandy. And uh, we've been married for almost five years now, and I have one two-and-a-half-year-old daughter named Madeline, and she's just a blast. We, we love every minute of, of being parents, and, um, and uh, let's see, so who am I? So I'm, I'm a first-generation American born to Colombian parents in the city of Dallas. My family came to the United States so that my dad could pursue his master's in Christian education at Dallas Theological Seminary. Needless to say, we had some pretty intense Bible reading times growing up. <laughs> and, um, you know, I never had a doubt if God was real or if he existed. You know, it, it was obvious to me. And, you know, if I ever had any God questions, my dad had an answer. And so I, from a young age, knew God was real. And, um, but, you know, God's grace was really um, kind of something that I missed growing up and was kind of a mystery to me. And, and, you know, as I grew up, my adventurous nature clashed with my dad's strict and often legalistic rules. Uh, you know, according to dad, I was not allowed to have a girlfriend until I was ready to get married. And, um, you know, I tried telling that to a teenage boy. It was well-intentioned, but not well-executed. And as a result, I learned to lie and it became second nature. Um, you know, this would come back and cause problems in my marriage, but Although I loved God, without clear guidance in my relationships, I got into some really unhealthy ones. Well, I, is this on? Okay, keep it closer. Um, I had a wonderful childhood full of love and fun memories. My parents have always been my biggest fans, and my sister's been my best friend for as far back as I can remember. Um, I've always been a rule follower and a people pleaser, striving to make a good reputation for myself. Um, although my family went to church on occasion, God was not a big part of our home life. It wasn't until my sophomore year of high school that I understood for the first time that I was in fact a sinner and my attempts to be a perfect person were in vain. Um, I was in need of a great forgiveness that was only made possible by the death of Christ. After I became a Christian, I had a new desire to learn about God, so I signed myself up um, for a fall retreat through my church in hopes of making some like-minded friends. That's where I met this guy. Um, (laughs) Jason and I had gone to school together for three years, but our paths had never crossed. Jason was a grungy band guy with dreadlocks um, who'd rather stay in class than go to pep rallies. Um, I was a blonde cheerleader who was into all things school spirit. He was in all honors classes. I was in all regulars classes. He was an introvert. I was an extrovert. Um, We were complete opposites. The only thing we had in common was Jesus. I was so intrigued and inspired by Jason's faith. He was unlike anyone I had ever met in my life. Um, Our conversations always led to Jason teaching me cool new things about God and his word. And Mandy was literally the girl of my dreams. You know, when I met her, she's way out of my league. I never imagined that we would ever be a couple. But, uh, you know, after a few years went by, we started dating in college. I was going to Texas A&M University. All right. <laughs> and uh, got a few Aggies. And she was going to OU at the time. <laughs> Boomer uh, sooner. You know, and not long after we started dating, my college career was cut short as I pursued a dream by trying out for a TV show called American Idol. 
And it was an incredible experience, and it went better than I could have ever imagined. I finished as a third runner-up in the seventh season of American Idol, and although publicly things were going great for me, personally I was in a very dark place. Uh, my life was really a roller coaster, and uh, you know I loved the rush of the shows, but at the end of each night I always found myself feeling completely alone. And, uh, you know, I struggled to connect with God during this time as I was constantly traveling and without community, without a core group of friends uh, that I was doing life with, really. And so I, I just found myself alone a lot. And, and in my isolation, pornography became my escape from depression and the stress. Uh, and this habit eventually led me to have an inappropriate relationship that would put Mandy and I's relationship in jeopardy. Um, when Jason told me that he cheated on me while on tour, um, I was in disbelief and one of my biggest fears had come true. Um, I couldn't believe that Jason was capable of this. This was not the godly man that I knew. We broke up and decided not to talk for a while. Um, but Jason made it very clear that he wanted to try and work things out if I could forgive him. While I was extremely hurt by his actions, I also saw that Jason had a truly repentant heart. After a few months of <laughs> a few months apart, a lot of prayer and counsel, I decided to try and forgive Jason and we cautiously moved forward. I loved Jason so much and wasn't willing to give up on him or our relationship. Even though we decided to move forward, I didn't actually deal with the pain that was going on inside of me. I just pushed it down hoping it would go away. Over the next year, we made huge strides in the trust department. I did whatever I could to show Mandy that my true desire was to love God and love her and leave my reckless behavior behind. After a year of dating, we got engaged on Halloween and were married two months later on January 2nd, 2010. I thought marriage would mark an end to all of my troubles, but instead it placed a spotlight on all my faults. My pornography habit didn't disappear upon marriage as I had hoped in the beginning, I tried to hide it, but as each day went by, I was more and more um, just disgusted with myself and what I was doing. And I, I hated what I was doing, but I didn't know how to stop it. I, I really felt like two different people. You know, to Mandy, I would put on this act of a godly man, you know, leading our family in daily prayer and going to church together. But when I was alone, I was really a, just a selfish, unloving porn addict. Nine months into our marriage, my internal condition was starting to have an effect on our marriage. Uh, Mandy had no idea how much I was struggling with porn, or even at all, but it was evident that something was off. And we decided to attend Regeneration here at Watermark on the suggestion of a friend around this time. And we also joined a foundation group. And these two things started to have a major impact on me, and inside, something started to change. I had always struggled with, with telling Mandy just half-truths about my past or about my struggles, I didn't really know how to be completely honest, and it was mainly out of a fear of hurting her or losing her, but now my desire to be fully known and loved had grown bigger than my fear. I no longer wanted to live a lie, so I decided to confess to Mandy, believing that as 1 John 1.7 says, that if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Once again, I was devastated. How could he betray me again? I felt stupid. I felt rejected. I felt like I wasn't good enough. We practiced. I don't know why this is coming. Um, I felt insecure. I felt hopeless. And I felt angry. I had saved myself for marriage and waited so long. I even took him back after he cheated on me. I trusted him and I did not deserve this. 
I hadn't processed at all what had happened in our dating relationship. So when the porn confession came out, I was just bursting with resentment. Um, what, was, what was once a tiny flame of pain was now a raging fire of bitterness. Never in my life had I experienced rage or anger like this. I said words that I didn't even know that I knew. Um, <laughs> yelling at them. Um, I wanted out of our marriage. And I I started looking up um, divorce attorneys here in Dallas. Uh, My love for Jason was completely conditional um, and not at all a picture of the unwavering love of Christ. God in his providence had just placed us in an amazing community group with four other newlyweds and a mentor couple. He knew that we desperately needed his church around us to help our marriage survive. When we told our community group what was going on, we didn't feel any judgment, but instead they cried with us and prayed with us, spoke truth to us, and were there for us every step of the way. Our mentor couple opened up to us about their past, and we found so much hope in their story. You see, they had an almost identical story to ours, which was hard to believe, because they had an amazing marriage, three kids, and were on staff at our church. I really thought if God could save and transform their marriage, then there was hope for us yet. After hearing our mentor couple's story, I had a change of heart. God gave me a new conviction to stay in my marriage and a resolve to love my husband through this struggle and forgive him. It was easier said than done. Learning to forgive was a long process for me and one of the biggest challenges that I've ever faced. For a long time, I felt that if I forgave Jason, that it would mean that I was a doormat or a weak person or that forgiving his behavior meant that his actions were okay. But let me tell you that a person who forgives is not someone who is weak, but is someone who is free. It means that they rightly see God in his perfect holiness and man in his, accurately in his fallen state. By not forgiving my husband, I was saying that I was without sin or in need of forgiveness myself. I often felt justified in my unforgiveness, rage, or bitterness and didn't see those things for what they truly were, sin. I couldn't see that my unforgiveness was doing just as much damage to my marriage and relationship with God as my husband's addiction to pornography was. Thankfully, God opened my eyes to my own sinfulness and need for forgiveness. Matthew 6.14 reads, If you forgive others for their transgressions, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, then your heavenly Father will not forgive your transgressions. I continued to struggle, and my addiction to pornography didn't stop overnight. But as I learned to be open and honest with my wife, our community, myself, um, really my life and marriage began to change. James 5.16 says, Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Through confession, God taught me humility. I had to acknowledge that I could not overcome my sin on my own or even even love my wife well without God's direct and daily help. After confessing my own sin of bitterness and unforgiveness, God began to heal my heart. Today, I'm no longer a prisoner to anger, pain, or the past, and I'm free to forgive because God's forgiven me. Forgiveness isn't a one-time thing you say or do. It's a way of life, and it's the way of Christ. I no longer live in fear of the next confession. Instead, I strive daily to trust that God's in control and working for my good and the good of my family. I know that God will give me the grace to walk through whatever situation comes my way. I love Isaiah 41, and this is what it says. 
So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. In addition to being transparent about my sin, I also gained a new attitude towards my sin. My sin wasn't a harmless habit. It was a selfish action that was destroying the precious wife that God had entrusted to me. Porn had no place in my marriage, and I became committed to rooting it out at any cost. Um, Even going to lengths of, you know, I got rid of my iPhone for two and a half years, and I I committed to never traveling alone. I also had daily accountability on the road from some of my bandmates. And, And, you know, I gave my wife full access to my email and Facebook accounts. I really became an open book, you know, and I had a a lot of room to grow and a lot of things <laughs> to work through. And so it really helped me. And we made a, a lot of sacrifices over the years that would sound crazy to most. But those sacrifices have made all the difference. And I can now say that the impulses that used to rule me are a distant memory. And I am now free to enjoy the abundant life that God intends for each and every one of us. There's a lot more to our story, as you can imagine. It was very difficult to fit it into 15 minutes. But um, in closing, I just want to say that Jason and I are in a better place than we ever thought possible. We genuinely enjoy each other. We laugh. We do projects together. I trust him. I never thought I would be able to say that again after everything. And he loves me well. God took our mess and made it into something beautiful. Galatians 2.20 says that if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. This is something that uh, was really a, an anchor for us during this time and every day having to remind ourselves, remind myself, you know, that I am new. I don't have to be tied to my past or any, anything. And so really, you don't have to be defined by your past. Let God define your future. Jesus died so that you can be new, so that your marriage can be new too. Thanks for listening to us. Thanks, y'all. Awesome. Well, that was the very first time we ever had teenagers share and re-engage. Man, so good. So good, guys. Um, Three things um, I want to make sure you heard. Okay. Jason was dealing with his stuff. He did whatever he had to do. It's Matthew 5. And Jesus said, if your right hand is causing you to stumble, you cut it off. If your eyes are causing you to stumble, you cut them out. And obviously, that's not true, right? Because everybody in the room would have no eyes in one hand, okay? <laughs> but what Jesus is saying is you do whatever it takes. And so for some of you, it's no, no cell phone for two and a half years. It's only returning email, uh, you know, at home with the, with the browser open and your, your spouse having your Facebook and cell phone uh, complete access and there's no hiding. For some of you, it might mean a new job because the, the affair partner was there or the person you're thinking about. Uh, having an affair with uh, is there. Whatever it is, you cut your hand off and you gouge out your eyes, okay? You, you take extreme measures to deal with whatever's happened. I love that uh, even in the midst of that, Mandy was saying, I had a part, okay? That's Matthew 7, 3 through 5, that we, um, when we go to a deal with conflict, the first step is to take the log out of our own eye. It's really hard to do when we see uh, the specks 
in our spouse's eye. It's hard to do. Uh, it's not reflexive. We want to just start grabbing, grabbing theirs and dealing with it. And Jesus says, you start with yourself. And Mandy just said, my, my sin is unforgiveness and it's bitterness and it's rage and those kind of things. And so whatever he does, I'm accountable to God for this. And she dealt with that. Okay. And the last thing you heard was that when we forgive, um, we forgive the way Christ forgave. That's Colossians 3.13. That we're to forgive each other as Christ has forgiven us. How did Christ forgive us? Well, he, he forgave us completely, right? There was no condition, and there was never any fear of it coming back up uh, to haunt us. Christ forgave us. How can we not forgive our spouse? Okay? You apply those in your marriage, and you will do great. It helped these guys turn a corner. God's word uh, and God's spirit will help any marriage turn a corner. And if you're, not, if you're not in a bad place, it will help you go from good to great. Okay? So I hope you heard those things. You guys did a, a fantastic job. Thanks.